if you're going with the intention that, hey, I need to be able to learn and understand how others' emotions feel so I can control, manipulate, mm-hmm. and bend them into the way you want them to operate, you're already probably coming from the wrong angle because emotional intelligence is all about how do you master yourself first. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell, and I am excited about the episode that we are releasing today. It's not like our usual episodes where there's a guest that I bring on to interview. Matter of fact, it's an interview that Vishen Lakiani did of me as I was sharing the top highlights of being a superhuman at work. As you listeners know, we've had so many episodes talking about major topics such as communication, leadership, productivity, and having a growth mindset. And I go deeper into this topic in this episode. And being that this is an episode where I really wanted to get a chance to share with you what are some of my top ideas about being a superhuman at work, I also wanted to add a little element of a competition. Matter of fact, I want to reward you listeners to get a chance to come on an episode of Superhuman at Work recording live with me and the author and some of the members of Mindvalley, where you'll even maybe get a chance to ask your personalized question to the author yourself. If you're interested to be a part of that, listen until the end of this episode. I'm going to share exactly how you can join this competition, how you can win, and how you can actually be a part of this live recording. Once again, I just want to share from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being listeners of Superhumans at Work. We've had over three quarters of a million downloads so far, and that's from all of you tuning in two times a week with these incredible guests that I'll be bringing on, and so much more are coming. So for this one, do have a listen where I'll be sharing these top insights on how to be a superhuman at work and stick till the end. I'll be sharing how to join and be a part of the next calls. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mind Valley podcast. So in this episode, I have a special guest, Jason Campbell. Jason is the host of Mind Valley Superhuman at Work podcast, which is our sister podcast, also run by Mind Valley. Now, while the Mind Valley podcast focuses on mind, body, and soul and relationships, Superhumans at Work focuses on work, performance, and entrepreneurship. Superhumans at Work is the podcast we created for you to listen to when you're commuting to work. Now, I know commuting to work is becoming rarer and rarer right now because of a pandemic. So think of it as a podcast you can listen to as you're running on your treadmill or preparing breakfast before you start work in your home office. And in this podcast, every single episode is dedicated to giving you more bang for every hour you put into work. What if we could shave off an hour of your work time every month? That means every month you learn enough new ideas and skills so that what you could previously do in eight hours, you can now do in seven. What would you do with that extra hour? It might be spend more time with your kids, so it might be put more time into work, which is okay as well. Either way, you're getting more done for every time commitment you put in. That is the philosophy and the essence of superhuman at work. It's unlocking these powers to help you focus better, get more done, be a better leader, be a better manager, create more, think better. And Jason has so far interviewed over 120 of the world's foremost experts on innovating at work. So the ideas here can make a powerful impact on your career, in your bottom line, in the business you're building, 
And I really want you to check it out. So to encourage you to get a taste of Superhuman at Work, I've brought Jason live. And Jason's going to be sharing some of his key ideas from the 120-plus brilliant guest that he has interviewed. And before you finish this episode, what I want you to do is, if you're already a fan of the Mind Valley podcast, open up Spotify or open up iTunes or whatever podcast app you have and subscribe to Superhuman at Work. I think you're going to find it really interesting. It's completely run by Mind Valley. As I said, it's our sister podcast dedicated to work, performance, and entrepreneurship. Jason, welcome back. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, Vishen. It's fun so actually just explain the role of being interviewed as opposed to being the interviewer, actually. I know. Fascinating, right? Fascinating, right? And we're doing this in front of a live audience. There are 270 people right now, Mind Valley members, joining us, and questions are streaming in. Before we get to the questions, is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, you know, we talked a lot about you know, why attention is so important in today's world. Like we're seeing social media, a lot of us mm -hmm. are fighting for this attention. A lot of companies are doing so. And I see we're doing this a lot as well as individuals. And what I've noticed through going through 120 interviews, there was four major buckets of insights that I think were quite relevant, especially in 2020, as we go into 2021. And what I'd love to just highlight are what are those four pillars? Because I think this will give you at least a framework for you to understand what are the key insights that I think people should look into when they want to be a superhuman at work. And I can't help but think of, you've probably went through this similar phase, but I went to university and I remember I was taking business classes and one of the mandatory classes we need to do was computer programming. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was so fascinated by this class because we were going to learn a language so we could start doing these coding things and being a developer so that we could be highly productive in the workplace. So mm -hmm. we learned a cutting edge language, which was called visual basic. Okay. Now, I know, Vishen, you've had experience working at Microsoft, so you might have some experience with that language. But from what I recall today, there's practically a community of like zero people that program with Visual Basic. And I spent an entire semester learning that language and doing some basic programming with it, only to realize that that skill is completely useless today because technology changed so fast, right? So. Bye. When I think about, you know, being a superhumans at work, a lot of us might be saying, wow, what is that thing I need to learn? What is that skill or that technology I need to master? And rather, I noticed that the four pillars that I think people really could spend their time in, where it's actually going to be timeless in the way that you can become more effective in the way you get things done in the workplace are really these four things. It's leadership, it's communication, it's productivity, and it's growth. And each of the people that I interview usually fall into one of these four buckets where you need to learn why leadership is so important, how to communicate better, that is with people you work with, with the people you want to sell to, or to your managers and bosses, to investors, et cetera, how to be more productive. Because like you said, if you can get more done in less time, what do you do with that extra time? What are the extra activities you can do? You hear some of these individuals that take the time. Like for example, I did this activity during Christmas time where I made a list of 70 people that I wanted to show gratitude attitude and gratefulness to. And I could take the time and send them individual message and vision. You're one of the people that receive these messages. And the reason I have the time to do things like that is because I have systems to be more productive. And so what can you care more about? Who are the people you can care more about because you're being more productive in the way you get your work done? Can we go deeper into that? Could you define oh, yeah. leadership, productivity, communication, and growth? 
I mean, we can spend a lot of time on this because matter of fact, when it goes to leadership, right, there's one individual that I interviewed that I know you're also quite familiar with. His name is Daniel Goleman. And Daniel Goleman is the grandfather of bringing forward the ideas of emotional intelligence. And if you ever brought the word emotion in the workplace, say 20, 30 years ago, your managers would look at you saying, what are you talking about? This is work. What emotions you have? Take that at home. We don't want any of that. And what he's noticed and what has been a transformation in the business world and in the management world is how emotional intelligence is one of the key pillars to be able to bring a team together, have cohesion, be able to resolve problems together. Together. And that's been a major shift from how we used to operate where a task was, I need to take this hammer and I need to swing it repetitively for eight hours. It's very menial, very simple, and it didn't require cognitive skills. Yet as we step into the knowledge economy, the whole carrot and stick motivation systems has just not been the same way. And I know you've also had a chance to interview Daniel Pink, who spoke of a similar concept in his book, Drive. Daniel Goleman said that when you want to have high performance cognitive people working at their best, you need to understand how are their emotions? How are they feeling? But even before you even go to other people, this is what I found most fascinating about leadership is if you're going with the intention that, hey, I need to be able to learn and understand how others' emotions feel so I can control manipulate mm -hmm. and bend them into the way you want them to operate, you're already probably coming from the wrong angle because emotional intelligence is all about how do you master yourself first? How do you show up at work? How do you behave and how do your emotions allow you to be more consistent, have a focus on vision, keep the priorities of priorities so that people can look at you as someone that is inspiring, someone that has taken the time to master themselves because that inspires others to want to master themselves as well. Right. And that's fascinating. There are so many studies. I cited a bunch of them in The Buddha and the Badass, my recent book, on how psychologists are finding that the people who show up to work, not just the leaders, but people who show up to work with a greater set of positive emotions, amplify the productivity of everyone in the office. They did this one study where they put trained actors in a meeting. Other people in the company had no idea that these were actors because this was a, a company with thousands of individuals. But these trained actors were designed to just be kind, to greet people, to make jokes in the meeting, to get people to light up. And it was so interesting. Those groups that had a positivity actor implanted created more productivity than the groups that did not. It's fascinating. So that's one, that's leadership. Let's talk about productivity. What is that field? And what do you talk about in productivity? Yeah, in productivity, I mean, there's so many people that I bring on about productivity. I have individuals like Dr. John Demartini, who's actually coming back for the All Access members. We'll be doing a live session as well with him. Amazing. Um, and he spoke about systems that you can do to actually become more productive. And here's what I found the most fascinating around productivity is some people just take their current levels of productivity as face value. This mm -hmm. is how productive I am. This is how I get my job done. And what a lot of people fail to realize is that productivity is like any other muscle. It's something you need to train. And you know, if anybody's part of this Mind Valley All Access, you would have had access to training tools such as 10X. And when you're on 10X, you realize that, wow, you can get all the results you want in the way that your health and fitness is using it, the gym, like 10 minutes to 20 minutes a week. And I mean, I'm very familiar with that program because I went through that transformation myself. And when it comes to productivity, people are like, all right, the way I'm going to be more productive is I'm going to learn how to type faster. You know, that, that could be one way to do it. And you're like, I'm going to be able to fill up the spreadsheet faster. I'm going to be able to reach out to these people faster. And instead of writing 10 emails a day, I'll be able to write 12 emails a day. Okay. 
simplistic example, but the point still here is you can start sharpening that tool and doing it that method when you forget that in productivity, you can start looking at things differently. You can look at technology that can assist you. And for those of us who are in online marketing already know this, that there's ways you can send emails to a mass of people and you can have it customized and personalized. And a lot of people forget that the tools that exist there can assist you in a great way to be so much more productive. But I also know that the big thing is technology can be a trap to productivity. For those of you who might be familiar with an author, his name is Michael Hammer. He wrote a series of books, including how process reengineering was the revolution of the 90s, where you don't want to automate your processes, you want to obliterate them. And by obliterate means that when you have access to data, access to information, you can start thinking of your processes in such a different way. And what I particularly like from this author is he had this triangle. And I want you all to imagine a triangle with four of the ends. At one end, you had technology. And if you're someone mm -hmm. like me, who's, you know, I'm in my early 30s and I've grown around technology a lot. And I always would get excited by new tools of productivity. But it was a trap. And I'll explain why. You think sometimes that the technology you go for is going to be the solution for the productivity problem that you face. But there are two other ends here that you need to be very aware of. Number one is process. And my God, if this is something that we've ever drilled down while we were at Mind Valley to turn Mind Valley into the company that it is now, is pushing on why process is so important. And then on the other side is the people that are executing this process. So technology is great, but technology without a process creates chaos. Processes without technology can't be automated. And people that don't follow the process and don't learn how to use the technology, again, leads to chaos. And so when you think productivity, think of people such as yourself or anybody else who are following the system is a key component, process documentation. And I interviewed also Sam Carpenter, who just talked mm -hmm. about how the number one habit that you can build to be more productive at work is documenting the processes that you do on a daily basis, right. which vision, I don't know about you, but for me, I hate doing it. I don't get motivated by it until I take a moment and realize how powerful it makes me once I've documented what I do and I get to learn how to automate, right. delegate mm -hmm. it, or completely delete it. So in Mindvalley, we call this process maps. Here's the interesting thing. We have a new program coming out with this. This is a surprise program. We have signed a deal to bring a new entrepreneurship program to Mind Valley. This program outside Mind Valley is about nine 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 five if you take the digital version, four to five grand if you take the seminar. But we just did the deal to bring this entire program included into Mind Valley membership. It's almost everyone listening here live who's a Mind Valley member. This is now free for you. It's a six-week program that essentially teaches you the equivalent of a master's in business ownership, not an MBA, because who wants to administer a business? You want to be a business owner. The code name for the program is MBO, Master's in Business Ownership. It is going to be coming to your account, already included in your membership, in your 499 a year membership, by the way. Pay attention. It's going to be launching in March. And one of the key things in this program, and we cover it in the masterclass, is basically role maps and process maps. Since filming that masterclass, Jason, I insist that every person I interact with in Mind Valley has a process map. It has already started saving me so much time. Here's what's happening next, Jason. This coming month, I'm experimenting with an extra hour of sleep. Okay, I used to sleep seven hours, 15 minutes. I'm now upping it to about eight hours, almost an extra hour of extra sleep. And I'm now taking Fridays off from meetings so I can focus on thinking, on creation. And I believe I'm going to be able to do all of this because 
of what I'm learning right now from this new upcoming Mind Valley program on optimizing processes. So I'm really、That's, excited to get this out to all of you as well. That's super powerful, and I really love how you can see the amount of time that you get to liberate yourself by process documentation. And exactly, story of mine and vision. I think you know about this, and if not, this is going to be a fun surprise for you. Is what I ended up doing at Mind Valley is I got so good at optimizing my processes, and I realized that if you have all your processes documented and they're quite standardized and broken down into smaller chunk. Then you can actually find interesting ways to delegate, and so I ended up hiring my own personal assistant while I was at Mind Valley that would execute the processes that were very, very repetitive, so that I could focus on higher impact tasks at Mind Valley.、Right. And so this is a little trick that I was able to do, and I would actually encourage people that once you have that process documentation, you realize that you can free a lot of your time. And I know for a lot of people that might be listening,、exactly. you might be independent consultants, you might be freelancers, or you might be able to have that communication with your workplace environment to. See how you can use the power of virtual assistants to really help you maximize the impact you make for every hour of time that you use. And we also have an interview with Ravi, Ravi Abuvala on Superhumans at Work that actually speaks about how to identify, find, and hire the right person to be your virtual assistant. Okay, so now let's go on to the G. Okay, so we spoke about leadership. We spoke about leadership. We spoke about productivity. There is G. What does the G stand for? The G was growth, and we also have communication. Growth is、mm-hmm. interesting. This is more of the mindset side, and growth is at the core of everything. I mean, if you're a fan of Mind Valley, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already someone who believes in growth. If you're a Mind Valley All Access member and you're already tuning in here, you know growth is key. And when you have that growth mindset, it's really what allows you to implement any of the ideas that we talk about. And I think this is one of the key things that people need to embrace when it comes to being a superhuman at work. Is it's great to tune in and learn about concepts. It's great to read a book about a concept. But if you're not applying it, if you're not executing on it, you're not taking the time to actually make some changes in your routine or start investing in really developing your skills and practicing it, you're not going to grow to the level you need to grow to be making the impact that I know you want to be making. The person you are now is not necessarily the person that you need to be to be able to do all the incredible things you want to do. You want to step into that future self, and so I know at Mind Valley we're all about transformation. And for me, I think back of myself. Like I wanted to be the host of a podcast. I wanted to host events on stage, speak on stage. I mean, Vision, you've shared the story of me writing down how I wanted to be a public speaker, and you've shared that even in in your book, A Buddha and the Badass, on how I went to you and I told you I was going to do this talk. And ended up being the best twenty-minute talk of the event when we actually did it. Well, I needed to grow into the person that was ready to deliver that talk. Just like I needed to grow to become the person to host the podcast that I host now, and to be able to do the things that I do now. And in order for me to grow to that, I needed to have an idea of where did I want to grow,、mm. what were the skill gaps I needed to fill, and actually realize that it's going to take time, it's going to take practice, it's going to take effort. But I'll be able to step into that future self、right. at a transformed level, and that's really what I continuously want to do based on the goals、mm. I want to hit. And here, when you talk about growth, you're not just talking about productivity and work; you're talking about mind, body, soul. Yes, that's why even on the podcast, sometimes so, I bring people up about you know health practices, mind practices,、right. because they are important. Exactly, exactly. So I was I wanted to share this insight I had recently. I was mentioning why I'm experimenting with an hour extra sleep. Daniel Amen, who was a guest recently on Mind Valley Live, shared this insight with me, and he was talking about how they did an experiment. They found that soldiers, American soldiers, who got seven hours of sleep were ninety percent accurate on the shooting range. But if they drop to six hours of sleep, they just took away one hour. Their accuracy dropped from ninety percent to fifty percent, 
At five hours, it was 35%. And at four hours, they were only 15% accurate. That's insane. You can see how cognition, thinking, focus just plummets when you take away sleep. So one of the things I'm experimenting with right now is actually optimizing sleep. I'm looking at sleep supplements. I'm experimenting with things such as a weighted blanket. I'm experimenting with giving myself an extra 45 minutes of sleep. Even as busy as I am, it's because these statistics don't lie. And today I had my eight hours sleep and I've been like just on fire, my thinking skills, the way I'm putting ideas together. So I'm getting so much more done so much faster. And by the way, you know, it also helps you sleeping well, helps you improve your metabolic rate. It helps you burn fat better. It gives you better energy, gives you better mood. So not even talking about all those side effects, but that's just sleep. Those of you who have difficulty with sleep definitely do the sleep mastery quest by Dr. Michael Bruce on Mind Valley. It's included in your Mind Valley membership. In 21 days, you get off sleep medication. You no longer suffer from insomnia. And as a result, you look better, you feel better, and you're working so much better. Now, that's just one tiny slice. Jason, what is your favorite growth program on Mind Valley? Well, I've went through sleep mastery actually, and that was phenomenal. I got my certificate mm -hmm. of completion. So that was awesome. That was a very powerful quest just because when it comes to productivity, like you said, when you're well-rested, you run a, like a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Michael Bruce really does a fantastic job there. You right. know, I've, I've been through so many quests. It depends on which area of my life. So for example, WildFit, I went through WildFit. It got me from the high amount of body fat percentage to a low amount of body fat percentage, and then allowed me to be more productive, more focused, and more in control of my own emotions. And that's an interesting part of WildFit is people make changes to their food, but I feel like it actually gives you a lot better emotional control and awareness right. of what emotions come up on a regular basis and why food ends up being the kind of salva that soothes that emotional pain. And so for me, it made me realize like, oh, when I'm aware of these, these emotions, I can be more in control. And I think that was a very powerful byproduct of going through WildFit. I went through the quest for personal mastery. I think for anybody who's looking to make the most impact in the workplace, personal mastery with Professor Srikumar Rao is a powerful program. And it's something that takes you through 45 days. And through each of these days, you're brought new stories, new fables that are just stripped away from any of the dogma or any association to any religion and just gives you the face value of a story and a process that you can apply to make you think different, to make you challenge your your assumptions around how life works and really be able to have bliss and joy and less stress and anxiety on a daily basis. And, you know, a lot of us spend our days in kind of that fight or flight mode. We have mm -hmm. stress levels that are going up and we feel like that's the normal way to operate at work, which is actually another thing that we speak a lot on the podcast too. We think that having high levels of stress and operating like that is the best way to do it. But just like, you know, lacking sleep, operating on a high level stress actually often makes you dumber. And this was right. the fascinating things that we discussed is that if you think that, oh yeah, I need to be stressed, I need to pound that pressure on me and kind of whip myself into wanting to work harder with a stress hormone. Yeah, you feel like you're spinning your wheels faster, but you're actually burning excessive energy. And it's actually when you step into a place that's more of bliss, that's actually in presence and you've calmed yourself down, these are where the great insights will come from, which is why like Vishen, I'm so proud that you're taking that Friday outside of meetings because that's, I'm ready to bet right. that's going to be the day you're going to come up yeah. with all the great ideas that are going to propel Mindvalley at a 10x rate. And this past month, I've been experimenting with a couple of things, which I want to share with you guys, right? So I wanted to, I wanted to experiment with what would happen if I could gain complete mastery over stress. It was a very stressful period because as you guys know, we launched this bet 
against Harvard that we can provide better education than Harvard by 2025 for one one hundred the cost. Great. And now I'm like hiring hundreds of engineers. We're like scaling Mind Valley like crazy. So it was really, really, really stressful. But and here's why I do believe we are going to win the bet using Mind Valley tools. I've been to like Aikido this stress. First, I did Everyday Bliss. So Everyday Bliss has a hypnotic trance audio that retrains your brain to deal with stress. And as I started doing that hypnotic trance audio, I noticed that there were things happening that were really mysterious. Number one, my eyesight started getting better. I got two lines better on the eye chart. Two lines better. I didn't understand what was going on until I picked up a book by an ophthalmologist called Joe Lieberman. And it's called Better Vision Without Glasses. And he mentioned this concept called residual stress. We don't feel stressed, but there's this stress in our body and it impacts our brain. And our eyes are actually part of our brain. So our vision goes blurry. Now, what do we do? We go to a doctor and we get glasses. Now, these are blue light blocking glasses. These are not like prescription glasses, but we get glasses. They become a crutch and they lock in our eyesight in that bad state. So when my eyesight got bad, what I decided to do was work on the residual stress rather then get glasses. And it took me several weeks, but my eye power improved by two lines on the eye chart. I no longer need glasses. It was nuts. I had astigmatism of 0.5. It's now zero. Dude, I don't even know what happened. But what I was doing was I started timing my sleep with an aura ring. That's a very cheap device manufactured in Finland, but it's a powerful tool. It measures your sleep. I started doing the hypnotic trance audio. I did the six phases I normally do in the morning. I started using, experimenting with different tracks on Omvana, and I found that my residual stress level started shifting. The aura ring showed me that I was getting deeper quality sleep and I was waking up less in the night. But here's the other impact, and this is where it comes to productivity at work. What I found is that ideas that I had difficulty solving, problems I had difficulty solving for years, I suddenly solved in a matter of weeks, right? So one of the things is I was trying to figure out what would happen if we looked at all the Mind Valley apps and assimilated them and built a very robust data architecture that we can later use to develop machine learning. That you don't have to be an engineer to understand what I just said, but that is a really freaking big problem to solve. And the way to solve it has come to me in the last couple of weeks. So I'm seeing patterns that I couldn't see before. And I believe what's happening is that reducing residual stress is causing my brain to operate at a whole different level. You're getting smarter. One of the evidence that your brain is getting smarter, that your brain is getting better, is that your vision improves because your eyes are part of your brain. Your optical nerves are literally just connected to your brain. And so I want to encourage all of you to start taking stress reduction seriously. Again, you have the tools, Everyday Bliss, go to the program. It's only three weeks. You don't even have to go through all three weeks. In fact, you will get results from just the first seven days. I did eight days of it, eight days of it to start seeing the results. Everyday Bliss by Paul McKenna. And in it, there is the hypnotic trance audio. Go ahead and listen to that every day and then watch the six to eight minute video by Paul. The doctor's name is Joe Lieberman. Joe Lieberman is the ophthalmologist who spoke about residual stress and its impact on the brain. So Everyday Bliss is not a quest that I've actually completed. I've only went through his actual uh, hypnotist trance 
audio. So if you haven't listened to that audio for everybody, I urge you to have a look at that because it's true. It's one of the most profound binaural beats I've ever heard. It's amazing. And it leaves you on the other side with that, that deep sense of peace, reduced anxiety. And Vishen, what you mentioned is, is exactly what I've been noticing. So for everybody that I interview around these categories, it's again, because we have to work on, on the cognition side, when we're in that stress mode, we only go back to what we know in the past as ways to fix problems that we see in the future. And you can't think of new solutions and you can't create new connections. And I think once you've reduced right. that residual stress, this is where you were able to step in that glory space. So what I was going to do is uh, we talked about leadership. So I was talking about the four pillars. We're going a little deeper. So leadership, when it comes to that, I wanted to focus on emotional intelligence. So remember that that's going to be a key way for you to lead yourself so you can lead others. We then talked about why productivity is the key to liberate more time so you can do the things in a higher cognitive state by looking at the different processes you have, documenting them, using the technology that's available to really shave off and obliterate your current processes in a way that's much more effective. We talked about why growth in every area Area is exactly what leads for you to be a superhuman at work. And the last pillar that I, I shared was actually around communication and the skills of communication. We talked a little early in the episode why we're in an attention economy. And there's so much more to know about that, which is where your skills to communicate, this is actually a quote from Lisa Nichols, which is your ability to communicate is what stands between you and everything you want in life. And so how are you able to communicate? How are you able to share your ideas in a concise way? How can you speak on a stage or on camera to be able to inspire more people? These are all skills that you really want to be able to work on and develop. And if you haven't went through Speak and Inspire as a quest, that is also a very powerful quest for you to be able to communicate better. But it also encompasses this idea of building your relationships with the people better. And you'll be communicating with these people and nurturing that. And so we had Keith Ferrazzi come on the podcast and share so much around relationship networking and his concepts from the book, Never Eat Alone. And this was actually before he had his quest on Mind Valley, which now he does. So I was able to go through the mastery of network mastering quest. And am I saying it correctly? Is it the mastery of networking? Mastering authentic networking. Mastering authentic network. I knew there was a missing word there, but I went through it. And this is actually one of the more powerful concepts when it comes to your relationships and communication, which I put in the same bucket here. Mm. When you think about the relationships, I think the biggest thing that I love from Keith is having this whole idea about a rap. And for those who haven't heard of Keith's rap, it's not a hip hop song. It's actually an acronym for relationship action plan. And I think that's a powerful thing to do. And I would encourage everybody, since this is the start of the new year or the end of the current one, depending on when you're listening to this, this is a time to make a list of anybody that you've had in your life that has made an impact that you're grateful for. And it's a really great excuse, quote unquote, for you to reach out to maybe some people you haven't talked to in a long time to a point where you feel like it's been too long for you to reach out of the blue. Now you can actually feel more comfortable and just say, Hey, it's the start of the year. And I was thinking about you and share gratitude. This is a very powerful system that you can use so that you can maintain relationships with a lot of people. I gave myself a one week task. I made a list of 70 people that I wanted to reach out in one week. And you know, the funny thing is I take the effort. I took the time. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, if you're being more productive, this is when you can have time to be able to do these things. Mm -hmm. By making that list, I've been able to not just send a generic Merry Christmas to everybody because I did it during the holidays, but I really went into personalizing and taking a moment to care for the people and share why they are important to me. And, you know, the amount of, it's like you go out and you give. People don't respond. Some do. 
the ones that do, you just feel like amazing. But overall, just taking that action makes you step into a state of consciousness that is amazing. You're filled with bliss, you're filled with gratitude. And then when you go on to be more productive and go do more things, you're in the right state of mind. And there's an interesting individual that I interviewed, which was all about understanding more around sales. His name is Bob Berg. Bob wrote a book, which is one of my all-time favorites called The Go-Giver. And the go-giver is the concept, play on words, around the go-getter. We think that the way to get on top is all about getting and trying to take, right. take, take. And he speaks about the best salespeople in the world, the best employees in the world, the best leaders in the world. They're all about giving first. And if I bring in a quote from Joe Vitale, who's another author in the personal growth space, is he says, you can't outgive the universe. And so if you have this mindset of always wanting to give first mm. with a little touch of caring, then you'll realize that the more you go out in the world and apply that to everyone you cross, you'll be able to see that the world and the universe just keeps giving back to you in an abundant way. And it leaves you with a smile on your face. And so you're being productive, you're making an impact, you can do it with joy. And that's actually the right energy to move forward with doing it. And when you learn to communicate and build those important relationships, that is absolutely key. Jason, I totally love that. So thank you so much for making this appearance today and sharing these four ideas on getting better at every hour we spend at work, leadership, communication, productivity, and growth. And I love the way the conversation flowed and the various ideas that emerged. Hey, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this reverse podcast where Vision had a chance to interview me, sharing some of the top insights on how you can be a superhuman at work. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we have a little competition or at least a way for you to join one of our next live recording sessions with the authors. To get a chance to be a part of our next live calls, simply go to Instagram or LinkedIn and find Jason Mark Campbell. That's J-A-S-O-N-M-A-R-C-C-A-M-P-B. E-L-L, -L, Jason Mark Campbell on Instagram or LinkedIn and send a message saying, I'm a listener and I want to win. By sending this message to me, I'll give you the specific instructions how you can be a part of the next live recording session where you'll even possibly get a chance to ask your personal question to the amazing authors that we have coming up next month. I can't wait to hear from you, connect with you. And once again, thanks for being a listener of Superhumans at Work. Until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast.